All right, so this is Drunken Politics, and this is, uh, well, my wife doesn't want us to use our real name, so I'm going to be Cobra. What do you want your code name to be? <laughs> That's a good question. Hmm. We might come back and think on that here in a bit. Okay, she can pick later, <laughs> but um, we're getting a first episode out there, and, um, you know, we've Cobra? had... Cobra? Cobra is a pretty sweet name, right? Why in the hell did you get Cobra? I don't know. Like, that was a pretty cool... Like, Cobra Commander was a cool G.I. Joe, and, you know, he was kind of anti-fucking Donald Trump, if you think about it, because all the G.I. Joes kind of looked like little... What Donald Trump probably pictures himself as, so... I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm just going to... It's okay. To, uh... A few people will know what I'm talking about. Okay. Cobra Commander had, like, this fucking mask on... Like, it was, he was red, so he's presumably... The toys came out in, like, 60s, 70s, and 80s. There, oh, you're so talking he's about like, G.I. Joe's? Yeah, G.I. Okay. Joe's. Like, Cobra Commander yeah, presumably, like, had a... He was an all-red character, had a red mask and yeah. shit. Like, he was probably, like, a communist is what they were trying to say he was. But he was up against all these Donald Trumps. So, you yeah. know, for, for now, I'll be Cobra. I might, I might pick a new code name by next episode, but... We're doing this on the fly, so you don't have to pick right now. But I feel like red is almost orange, though. So you're almost Donald Trump with that. Well, I mean, Donald Trump, only his face is orange. The rest of him is probably his just hair like... Is orange. The rest of him is probably just like flaccid jello. <laughs> so gross. Like, just like fucking, <laughs> like, whatever, like, vanilla jello looks like, this whole body. Vanilla um, jello? Or he, he probably looks like, uh... What were, I'm trying to think. Anyways, we'll come back to that. So, <laughs> the biggest thing that's been going on the last couple weeks that I guess we're going to talk about in our first episode is all of the uh, gun violence, the mass shootings that have gone on, and then, you know, the bullshit that's going on with Donald Trump uh, condemning white supremacy and all that stuff. So, uh, Trista, why don't you just tell me where you're at with all that and no? I can start. Well, you just said my name, so that's cool. But it's it's cool. I guess I'm, I'm Trista, so here we are. That's your code name. Yeah, okay. We can probably edit that out. Okay, that's fine. I'm not starting over. So what are your uh, opinions? So, uh, you know, what we're trying to do here is, I guess today, mostly talk about the mass shootings, gun control, Donald Trump's response... Uh, that kind of thing and you know the thing Trista and I have lived our entire lives in flyover states god damn it I can just keep going so that's that's the question yeah it's like tell me where you're at with all that stuff what do you think about all that we want to know we've, we've, we've lived in we live in Trump country here we're a solidly Trump state um, we know tons of people who love Trump and just shill for him nonstop on social media and in real life. Um, so like the point of this podcast, I guess, is just going to be to have some drinks and uh, talk about what it's like to live in Trump country and hopefully give some people out there who uh, live in Trump country but aren't Republicans, aren't Trump enthusiasts, um, some type of, can I don't even know how to put it, uh, comfort that there's other people out there who uh, vehemently um, are against what we have going on in this country. So, you know, that's kind of the background of, of what you should talk about because I know you're pretty passionate about it. Well, I mean, it all started, like, back in the actual election period itself. Like, 
and the debates he just was completely unhinged didn't seem like he had it even remotely together enough to be able to run a country then you look back on his like his uh business history which i don't know why everybody seems to think that he's such a great businessman when i'm pretty sure that if he would have just like taken his inheritance and put it in just like a bank he probably would have way more than he has now although we would never know because we can't see his tax forms but i do know that he's bankrupted like several companies um uh, another thing is like after so so I, I just didn't like how he came across not that the other option was that much better but that's a whole other topic for discussion so when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico was really kind of a, a turning point for me on reinforcing my view on on Donald Trump and his racism and you know that that hits a little bit personally or a lot personally I guess because a big chunk of my family is from Puerto Rico and just seeing the complete lack of empathy and disregard for Puerto Rico versus like let's say what happened down in Texas you know with with the <clears throat> the hurricane that hit down there and there was a lot more response and a lot more more empathy towards what was happening there I guess so I mean, that was, that was a big first, like, like big deal for me. Um, and he called, you know, Puerto Ricans lazy and, and basically alluded to the fact that they're not trying hard to get themselves out of their situations. So, I don't so, know. So, so let's just play a game real quick because I think, you know, it's easy for all of us to forget how many racist things Donald Trump has actually done. Um, you know, the thing about it is that he has so many scandals and so many bad tweets that are racist and so many actions that are racist and so many policies that are racist that like you really almost can't even keep track of them, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm It wears you out. It does. So, let's play a game that is like you know, you play that game where it's like, okay, we're going to name something that's blue. And we both go name as many things as we can that are blue, right? And then the person who can't name one loses. So, like, I think a very common right-wing refrain is, well, Donald Trump's not racist. What, is, what has he done that's racist, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm not a racist for supporting Donald Trump in, in and of itself, right? I think a lot of right-wing people are insulted if you say, well, if you support Donald Trump, you're a racist, or if you voted for Donald Trump, you're a racist, right? Or, or even just Donald Trump isn't a racist because, you know, he hasn't said the N-word or he hasn't like, you know, hasn't had a genocide of hundreds of thousands of people or anything like that. So let's just go through and we'll go back and forth as far as we can and say things that we remember that Donald Trump said that were racist. You want to go first or second? Um, I think one of the more notable one out here as of late is uh just that you know the send her back uh when he was at hey i think you made a tweet of that i'm pretty sure that we should like send people back to where they came from if they don't like it and he also said that about the uh the four congresswomen 
Well, that's two, so you are oh, already, wait, whoops. You're already ahead of yourself well, here. How about the Muslim ban? Is that racist? Well, of course. Absolutely. I mean, here here's the deal on that, and I'm kind of doing a little sidetrack on that, but... Um, like, when when is the last time that a Muslim has done a, a mass shooting here or a mass casualty situation or anything like that? Can you name it? I, I think maybe the guy who did, like, the Pulse nightclub shooting was Muslim. Okay. Like, in Orlando. Okay. But I'm not, even, I'm not even sure about that. Like, I may have had just too many drinks and I'm forgetting but like your point stands there has hardly been any violence like if you think about it even a muslim dude just shoots some guy at a gas station like your average murder right like yeah. you know your average get i mean you know, i shouldn't even say that word your average murder in a, in a part of town that has more crime than others um you know we would hear about it right so there can't be that much I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, mass casualty situations and not, I, like, I, everyday crimes. You know what I mean? I, maybe so, there, maybe I'm wrong about the Pulse nightclub, and I guess we'll edit that out if I am. But uh, maybe not, because it's no, okay It's okay no. for me to be wrong, because I'm just sitting here spitball. We're just sitting here. The whole point of this podcast, to be real, is just to sit here and talk about, like, what's going on for the last week um, over I, a few I, drinks. And, you know, we're sitting here. What are you drinking tonight? I do know that, well, I've... I've having some wine okay i'm having I'm I'm some jameson on ice and we're just sitting here talking about this but you know I, I i agree with your point so the muslim ban we agree is racist right well i i just don't think that you, you know 9-11 was a big deal it definitely was a big deal and it had to do a lot with you know middle eastern people attacking us and so i get why people's guards would be up against Middle Eastern people. However, I think as a whole, that is not what the norm is. Does that make sense? I mean, you're 99%. I mean, we've been to Muslim countries. We have. Well, at least no, Qatar. We, we have. We have. No, I'm saying I'm agreeing. Yeah, we, we have. have. Um, I mean, we've been to Muslim countries. We've been to countries, certainly non-Christian countries. Um, you know, I, th I think the thing that people miss is that everyone everywhere is kind of uh, at the mercy of what's going on around them, right? Like if your parents and your friends and your everyone who lives around you is a certain religion or a certain has certain beliefs, like you're kind of at the mercy of that, right? So like painting every Muslim out there as like a potential suicide bomber is completely fallacious in the same way that painting every christian out there as a mass shooter is completely fallacious right i do agree i absolutely agree with that and i mean how many muslim people have you met personally oh, quite a few yeah and you know i've had quite a few co-workers and people that i've met throughout life that have that are muslim and they're honestly some of the nicest people that i've ever met in my life and wouldn't hurt a fly so I guess I just don't really buy the argument that the religion itself causes hate. I think that hate is taught. I mean, I think we're kind of taught to, I think we have been kind of indoctrinated to think that like Palestinians, for example, are kind of, you know, pseudo-terrorists in a way, right? 
Yeah, um, and I, I think that's kind of a different, uh, not a different topic. But they're but Muslims. That, uh, yeah, Palestinians are Muslims, so I don't think it is I a guess. different topic. And I mean, I had several good friends when I was in college who were Palest, you know, Palestinians. And you know, before I really met them, I mean, you know, again, the the point of this podcast is to talk about like coming from the middle of the country where I think we're surrounded by and indoctrinated by kind of this right wing propaganda from every from every angle. I mean, I don't think I'd ever really thought about the fact that like, you know, the Muslims themselves, specifically Palestinians, could be like the persecuted class. But like, if you really look at Israel and Palestine, and I guess I'll probably be labeled an anti-Semite for saying this, but you know, here's the thing, I'm not anti-Semitic. Like I think, I think everybody should have the same rights. Like that isn't anti-Semitic to say that. Um, I just, you know, well, and you can understand why all of that situation too, like, like, and, and I, and I hate saying this, but you know, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about this situation to talk a whole lot on it. So I don't want to, to, to say one way or another, but I do know that the Jewish population has been extremely persecuted throughout history. They have. And... No doubt. Some reparations have been put into place for that community, and rightfully so. However, I do do I agree or disagree? That's something that um, I mean. I think you know, it, I, I I would like to be educated further. Not educated. I would like to do more research myself, and I think that that is such a really hard situation, and it's something that for us to talk about it is. We're probably not educated enough to talk about it right I, I now, frankly. So. I don't I'll, think so. I think I think the only thing I would say about it is, you know, that you know, Palestinians and Israelis—they're both humans, and they both deserve uh, an equal amount of dignity and rights and all that stuff. And I do think it's a hard situation that obviously we didn't create, and I don't think either of us fully understand. So, I'm not necessarily trying to take the conversation there. Yeah, and I, and I, I think you know, we're I, both were treated I think, very. Uh, very poorly. Both sides were treated very, very poorly. Sure, over history, all, I agree with that. That's sure. all that I, I can say that. about right. that particular area. That I don't think that I really don't think that we have a right to comment on that situation because because we're a we're not there, we're not experiencing that. But we can talk about the stuff that is here at home. Which I think is what we were originally talking about. Right. So my point in bringing that so. up, my point in bringing that up was just to say that um, that's an example of a Muslim population who I think it's hard to say has gotten a fair shake. That's, that's it. That's so true. so it and isn't. I, I will um, kind of changing the subject a little bit here, but like we went over to, and I know that that this it was only a layover, but we had several very long layovers in Doha. And um, I felt like there there was actually like a really interesting uh, airport where we had been surrounded by like we were surrounded by like every walk of life possible, and that was probably the coolest experience that I've ever had. Um, like we had people in full burkas, and we had you know Saudi Arabian people. And then, you know, we had just backpackers wearing no clothes, 
Yikes. People in full headdresses um, yeah, and all that you, stuff. You name I mean, it. And it was, it was, honestly, I felt like it was probably one of the more peaceful places that I've ever been because everybody coexisted. And, and I know it was just an airport and there's probably different rules and laws and stuff that happen. What if, I don't know what it is. But there was no but disrespect from anybody, there, right? There absolutely wasn't. And... Um, you know, I, I was a woman there, and I dressed modestly for an American, I guess. But for the world, maybe not so modest, I guess. I don't know. Um, and you weren't allowed to go into some parts of the I, airport, I, right? I wasn't. And But the thing is, like, that doesn't... None of those rules that they had in place there hurt me physically. It didn't hurt me really mentally because it was just like, oh... Boo-hoo, I can't go sit on that chair. That's the same chair that's over here. So, it's not a big deal. It was a little worse than that, but not much. No, it, there was just like a different seating area for men in certain parts of the airport, right? But it didn't... It wasn't really a big deal. Sure, I... I it's just like, I guess, you know, they have... It's not right, but... Well, I'm not going to talk about right and wrong on that either. Because, again, those are customs that we're not accustomed to but like let's say would you go into an area that's a breastfeeding specific room well no but i wouldn't be not theoretically like i mean i it, think that you would get in trouble if you went in there maybe and i mean you would get in I, trouble I, I guess there's probably a little, i think that law i think there's probably, probably a lot of a little bit of truth to that but i think that's more analogous to like me walking into the women's locker room at the Y. I wouldn't be allowed to do that either. Okay, so... And the reason why is there's, like, a privacy issue. Whereas, like, the right to sit in the slightly nicer area while you wait for your plane is just straight discrimination. It, so, in my mind, it's certainly wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not debating the fact whether they have the right to do it. I'm saying it's just purely wrong to do it, regardless of your... I don't... You know, and I don't know anything about... Uh, you know, the Muslim faith. So mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say whether that's what the, you know, the Torah, or not the Torah, good Lord, that's that's a, that's a drunken screw-up. Um, uh, yeah, whether the Quran says that or not. But, I mean, my take is that... Um, I don't feel hey, we've like... We've gotten way off base here. We we're going to yeah. talk about the shootings, right? Yes, we were. Yeah. How do we get on this? Well, this is probably, probably what this, wine. this is probably what all of these are going to end up like. By the way, after we make a few wine of these, wine and Jameson. Right. Yeah. There's so. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I I think that. I think probably partially how we got here is like this, um, crazy fear that we have as Americans of Muslims. Uh, well, I don't have it. Do you have it? No. But I think a lot of Americans have like this irrational fear that like. You know, the Muslims are going to come and kill us or they're out to get us or they have a jihad against us or whatever. And, you know, and that's basically driven by a couple of things. I mean, one is you have entities like Fox News and Breitbart and all and Drudge Report and all that that are just going to constantly report how the fucking Muslims are out to do bad shit to us. Right. And then the second thing is, that, you know, there there is a, a slight amount of supporting evidence that that's actually going to happen. You look at 9-11 or the World Trade Center bombing or whatever. I mean, that's not a lot of things. Um, well, like how you also go and you poke the bear 
to take away people's resources, and then that's going to happen too. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could probably say, well, was there Muslim terrorism in America prior to uh, to us? You know, like the first Iraq War, or 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 more, more probably importantly, like when we went into Afghanistan in the eighties. I mean. Was there Muslim terror here? I think there were some like plane hijackings or something in the eighties. I'm too I'm too young to really remember that. But you know, if you think about it over time, I mean, can you even name ten Muslim terror activities against the U.S.? No, I'm not sure. I can, a lot of white people. Right. I mean, we can, we can we can name ten of those in the last two years. Yeah. We can't name ten Muslim uh, terror attacks versus in the last our lifetimes for that matter. So I agree. And, and not negating 9-11 and what happened then. Right. It's it horrific. A horrible deal. Absolutely horrific deal. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you have a big event like that, it does stoke fear. Um, however, the overall, the overall uh, incidences of that is very slim compared to like I said white terrorism so okay I agree um, I I think that you know you need to be careful with with negating people's feelings of fear based on a horrific event like that because it affected a lot of people's lives right so um, I, I I I don't want I don't want this podcast to be about negating people's and experiences because I don't I don't think that that's fair either but I do want to try to probably alleviate people's pers- not alleviate I don't know like but the response change, change people's overall perceptions based on a majority of facts versus um, emotional response if that makes sense but the response to 9-11 was very um inappropriate and also to a scale that was much larger than that like we didn't just go hunt the people who did it right we use that as like a, a reason to go and and um you know it really did two things i mean we we completely screwed up the middle east again by going in and wiping out i mean you can say whatever you want to say about saddam hussein i won't argue that he was evil he certainly was but you know that guy had like a way of keeping kind of control over that region, right? So like by knocking him out, you really, you know, increased all this the um, instability in the region. Yeah, right? well, you got to team America, world police, and destabilize every country possible just to get the resources and whatever. So, so okay, back to Donald Trump's okay. tweet. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go all the way back because we've gotten way oh, off the rails Lord. and this is good for another episode. So let's talk about the shootings and Donald Trump's tweets and his... I already his, answered. You did? Yeah, he said, he, I said something about like the women and send them back about... How you racist? What racist tweets can you think of? Okay, we're oh we're playing the game still. That's what the that whole... was like. That was fifteen minutes ago. Well, yeah. Okay, I so I so I so I said Muslim ban. I'm pretty drunk. So so uh, I said. How can you not remember? What well, because we I totally about. forgot what we were talking about. Because you know yeah, the whole the whole thing we were going to talk about in this episode was going to be about the shootings, but 
we started out playing this game with we got way off base but um so i said muslim ban that's an easy one right yeah and I how said, about shithole countries you said you said a couple of yourself yeah so calling all countries. the brown countries. how about going after the squad is that I racist heard, i said that you said that? Yeah, that, that said the uh, Okay. Or well, uh, how about him and his dad, Fred, not renting the black people and getting fined a ton of money for not doing that? Is that racist? Well, of course. Okay. I mean, who was it that we had that conversation with about like how they didn't need, oh, it was your parents. Like, how they didn't even think that that, like, think anything of it about not wanting to live in a neighborhood where there were black people. Well, a lot of modern cities kind of had de facto segregation. So, how they didn't even, like, think that that was, like, even an issue until we had brought it up. And they're like, oh, I guess that that probably was really racist in hindsight. But, you know, it's not something that is really thought about and not giving excuses for our elders because they have a lot of sins that they're going to pay for. I honestly think so. They made a lot of horrible decisions based on following mm-hmm. the crowd and not actually thinking with gee, just being a decent human effing being. Yeah, it doesn't take that much to be a decent human being. I mean, just treat everybody how you'd want to be treated. I mean... Yeah, um, and like... Who, one of the things, and I'm going completely off topic, but like, who in the hell said that white was better? Like, what asshole in history said way back in the day, and I mean, this has gone back for hundreds, probably thousands of years, like, who did that? I mean, it's the same thing that's going on now. If you own all the resources, you have the ability to dictate. So, like, if you're some fucking... Who in their right mind thinks that they're better than somebody based off of their skin color? Like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. If you think about the world prior to machines, how did... Like, nowadays, you say, oh, I want to get richer. And you still exploit labor, right? You still exploit labor. If you're Jeff Bezos, you still put a bunch of people in your Amazon factory and pay them $30,000 a year to work their ass off as hard as they possibly can, Right. Back in the day, and there's machines that help them, you know, that help Jeff Bezos get that. Back in the day, there were no machines, really, right? So, like, if you're, you know, rich and you're, it's a thousand AD, like, what do you do? I mean, you take people over and you enslave them and you make money off their sweat of their backs. And that went on, really, until about 50, 60 years ago. I mean, that didn't stop. So, like, this whole kind of mentality we have in this country that somehow we're in this new modern paradigm where everybody's equal and i mean the people who were born after jim crow especially you know i think that's where a lot there's only really two types of alt-right people right it's the people who are truly racist pieces of shit and the people who were born after that and are so fucking ignorant either due to how they were raised or their insecurities or whatever reason that makes them think that like, hey, um, you know, like you said, I'm I'm somehow better than the than the other people because of what the color of my skin or whatever. I mean, you've kind of seen that happen over the course of history. And we're not that far away from the point where you literally just 
one way or another kind of enslaved people who were different than you to gain more financial well that's uh, a complete asshole like narcissistic but how's that any different than the trump tax cut i I don't i i I mean it's still going on so another another i'm changing because we're going back to the game okay that um that uh netflix series that we watched recently with the the black kids uh central park Oh yeah, the Central Park kids. There's a Trump example for um, sure. And I, I honestly, I, I was like three years old probably when that all went down, so I had no idea any of that even happened. So I watched that Netflix, the Central was it Central Park Five, mm-hmm. or or when they was, see. I don't us. remember what it was called. When they see us, is what yeah, it it's called. about the Central so, Park Five. So um, great, and it's a great I watched show. That, you should you know, watch it if you haven't watched it. It was actually a horrific show. Well, right. If that we're is being something honest. every American should watch to understand. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought. So Dan, okay. Dan well, really likes to uh, well, talk over me well, a lot when I'm in the middle of a train of thought and completely lose my train of thought. But so the Central Park Five. Oh yeah. So I I, I watch it based off of um, some people's recommendation and um i guess donald had a huge part in that that he he wanted these kids that really there was zero evidence whatsoever and it was during that whole like the beginning stages and he wanted to just automatically kill him or or whatever okay he took a full page ad saying to to convict these kids and uh, did a little bit more research because I was like, what is that? Why is Donald Trump being mentioned in this like from back in the eighties? And sure enough, um, like he was all about sending these kids that they didn't really have any, any solid evidence at the time. Um, and why is that? Why do you think that he decided that these kids needed to be sent to prison or whatever. Like, I I mean, there's not any explanation except for racism for that. I think Dan is uh, taking a piss because he drank a little bit too much. So here I am by myself trying to think of some other examples. I mean, like... Like I said earlier, the whole Puerto Rico thing really kind of, really rubbed me the wrong way. So um, that was my my turning point. Um, can you think of another one besides that? Oh yeah, for sure. Let's talk about the concentration camps for a second. Oh good lord. So, you know, um, the board. What's going on at the border is a huge one that we have not talked about whatsoever. Why do you say good lord? Well, that, I think that could be a whole other show in and of itself. Yeah, and we probably will have it, but for today, we're just going to spend, I'm going to spend five minutes riffing on it, and, um... I have to go to bed. I have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> we have real jobs. We can't just podcast all night, I guess, but, uh, anyways, you're probably going to be on call. You've only worked a half shift today. That probably means census is low, yeah, right? Yeah, or I get floated to another unit, which yeah. sucks ass. Well, uh, okay, so, the camps... Um, here's the thing. Here, here's let me go through the right wing excuses for the camps. Obama did it. 
Here's the thing. If Obama did what's going on there now, that's equally evil and equally wrong, and I will equally condemn Obama for that. Um, and let's just say Obama built the camps or built the places. First off, I don't believe that's really true because a lot of them are private businesses that are making money off of this, but um, that's also bad and that's also evil and that's also not something that we should celebrate. But, you know, I personally, um, Tristan and I tra travel a lot. There you go. I use your name again. We'll bleep that out in the in the rub. But uh, Well, I use your name, so it's whatever. Okay. Well, I guess it's even then. But, uh, you know, we travel a lot. We have to go through borders. Almost always some type of customs patrol. I don't think borders in and of themselves are racist. But I think if you're going to treat people differently based on which border you're coming through or which color you are, then it's certainly racist. And I think the fact you've never heard a peep out of anybody about uh, illegal immigration from Canada, who are the largest visa overstayers here in the United States, um, you've never heard a peep about uh, immigrants from any other country besides our southern border, uh, makes this uh, a racist issue, right? I agree. I absolutely agree. Like, why are we not putting Canadians in cages? Well, we shouldn't do that either. I'm just kidding. Right. I'm I know you were. I'm just making a <laughs> statement. I know you were. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think, like, I think we should make the path of becoming a citizen here much uh, lower. I think we should uh, make a lot of lot more people citizens here um i think that would really alleviate a lot of the problem because you know most people coming here aren't coming here to cause trouble they're coming here to work they're coming here to make money they're coming here for a better life um that's pretty much what this country what we were at least taught when we were in elementary school was all about so um you know if you want to make a bunch of money selling drugs those people are already here you're gonna have pretty stiff competition probably um, I, I don't really buy this notion that like every person who's coming over the southern border is here to murder us and sell drugs and do all that stuff. So um, anyways, well, uh, we're going to wind it down for tonight. We did not, nobody lost the game of finding um, extra racist things for Trump because I think we probably both could keep going for hours on this. But uh, do you have any last things to add before we... Shut this off? No. We never talked about the shootings. Oh, God. We literally... I guess. <laughs> we literally never talked about it, so maybe we should spend like five no, minutes. No, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. How about... Well, maybe like, next we, time. Maybe maybe we will we'll try again. We'll have like a again. secondary episode this weekend, and we'll pre maybe, maybe release them together, because... <laughs> um, I don't know. We can just do a separate episode, because obviously... I mean, I have no idea. I literally just downloaded this app, so maybe this is going to be easy. Maybe this is going to be easy to edit and maybe not. So, uh, love you guys. See ya. Love you.